0: We do have to. Everybody ready? How a Ready as will ever be. Okay, I'm ready. Hi. 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 I got it this time. Uh, I'm Dan. I'm Patrick. I'm Carrie. Grandpa, and welcome to the 2010 Academy Awards. We've moved out of the aughts. Yeah. Uh, this welcome. Is, yep. This is if I ran the Oscars, where we look at one movie from each year the Oscars were on TV. What a one for and. Couple other categories at random to see if that movie would have won there. So we pay attention to more things about movies.
1: Because we like random and this we like movies. This
0: is an important uh, year for the Academy Awards in general. This was the first year since 1944 that Best Picture had 10 nominees instead of 5.
1: Why do they do that? And this
0: is a practice they. Because they want to uh, showcase a lot of good movies.
1: I mean, they do this every. How many years?
0: No, as in Best Picture has 10 nominees now. Since then.
1: Oh, they started this. They,
0: they stopped doing it in 1944, and they started doing it again in
1: 2010. Oh. Is that to get more people to go to the movies?
0: I think it's to get more people to be able to say we were nominated for Best Picture because their pictures were pretty good. Huh. And honestly, it's a pretty good pile of movies to well, be nominated 10. for Best that's Picture. A lot. There aren't. They don't put bad movies there, obviously, but it did mean that Up got to be nominated for Best Picture.
1: I liked Up better than this film.
0: In any case, just saying. I uh, there's not. I
1: thought Up had a really good story.
0: Yeah, there's not a lot of fun Academy Award facts other than Up getting nominated for Best Picture, being animated, and uh, Catherine Bigelow was the first female to win Best Director. So. Oh. Good job, Her.
1: What film was that?
0: Uh, that was for The Hurt Locker.
1: Oh, oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, which, all, which got Best Picture as well. So, we did not watch that. Uh, we watched Avatar. James Cameron's Avatar, not to be confused with Avatar The Last Airbender, or The Last Airbender. The <laughs> movie about the TV show, and the movie was bad, and we will definitely not be watching that for this podcast. Nope. We could watch the TV show, though. I think Mom would like it, but... Maybe. Maybe. In any case, uh, we've talked about James Cameron before and his uh, desire to do exploration and spend a lot of money to do something uh, groundbreaking. In 1994, James Cameron wrote the first plot synopsis for Avatar. You he will know that he didn't make Titanic until a couple of years later. Yeah. Hmm. It was an. Ins- he drew inspiration from every single science fiction book he had read in his childhood,
1: and pl- Pocahontas,
0: and Pocahontas apparently. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry. There's more. There's more inspiration than just that. <laughs> uh, he originally, right after Titanic, go ride the high mm-hmm. and make Avatar. Okay, but he, to his credit, realized that technology <laughs> wasn't ready for it yet. Oh, okay. And kind of put it on the back burner. And eventually, in 2006, since we had gotten, at that point, Gollum and Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. we'd done King Kong and the King Kong remakes, and Davy Jones and the Pirates of the Caribbean movie,
2: mm-hmm.
0: he looked at that and went, I bet we could do my movie about blue people now. Mm-hmm. And so they did. Who would like to guess which Native American language they are speaking in this movie?
2: I did not recognize Well, Well, I don't think any of us would. It was... I I had read up on it and that they had created a new language. It's true. I was lying about that question. They did, in fact... They made a new language. Get a USC linguist,
0: like a doctor of language, Mm -hmm. to help them invent a new language. Uh, It, of course, borrows from others, Mm -hmm. but in general that uh, Sigourney Weaver trained with a professor of plant physiology to know how scientists study plants things like that uh i did and this is something i didn't think that we'd have to do cuz it mentions working with famed fantasy illustrator wayne barlow and i went well if he's famed i'd better look him up did you know about him before then i had did not i did not recognize the name before then
1: but you do his work
0: i i mean I've definitely seen his work. I wouldn't have necessarily known that it was his. The one thing here that you don't necessarily need to know his work to realize how important it is, his 1979 book, Barlow's Guide to Extraterrestrials, was nominated in 1980 for the inaugural Hugo Award for nonfiction. Oh, wow. In that-
1: Science fiction award for nonfiction. Correct. Wait a minute. There's a conundrum there.
0: Yeah. Uh, he's illustrated for Life, Time, and Newsweek. Uh, he was a concept artist for this movie, and the Aquaman movie in 2018, and Galaxy Quest. Okay. Who I will be be saying again later when we talk about Sigourney Weaver, and also other people.
1: Oh my gosh, Galaxy Quest. Also, we're going to have a Galaxy Quest
0: count. A little bit. Uh, but he worked on Hellboy as well, which was also very good. Visually Mm -hmm. stunning. Mm -hmm. Head creature designer for Pacific Rim, which I like. So, yeah. No, he's not a guy that you mess around with. If you want to get good sci-fi, you get this guy, apparently.
1: Well, if Uh, you want good creature development and good uh, visual, then you get this guy.
0: Yeah. And filming-wise, it is important to look at how they were filming this movie. And it's a little hard to
2: talk about because
0: you you have to visualize it in your head. So... What they were doing was a combination of virtual camera. And a virtual camera is easier to understand if you think about it like a video game. Mm-hmm. So if you have a video game and you have your controller
2: mm-hmm. and you
0: move the push the buttons and you move the stick
2: uh-huh.
0: and the guy you on the screen your... moves around.
1: Mm-hmm. Or it changes your point of view. Yeah.
0: So mm-hmm. imagine instead of a controller, you had a person. Okay. And the person moving changed the person on the screen in the video game. Okay. Okay. That's how they did their digital filming is they had the person hooked up to the motion capture suit what it would look like
1: that's crazy
0: and this is something new that they were doing basically it's brand new also you uh, something you mentioned with the dots on the face yes that was new oh t- you mean that d- to do to get that close for the facial features mm-hmm. that was new for this movie oh. Before, they would just get general ideas and then fix it in post.
1: Mm-hmm. But they have
0: in. painted dots all over the face and a camera six inches away wow. to capture all of the very minute details. They also had mixed real-time and, vis- and actual actors in the same scene sometimes. Wow. Where they would superimpose the motion-captured mm-hmm. person onto what was being shot over here. Wow. Which is how they got the some scenes where they had to have real life and fake life interacting. Mm-hmm. Honestly, the visual effects of this movie are why it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah,
1: it's beautiful. And it's interesting. And it was, well, and so different. Yeah. Groundbreaking.
0: Uh, <laughs> so to uh, render the movie, they used a 10,000 square foot server farm with 4,000 servers in it the far, the render farm they used occupies the 193rd to 197th spot Computers to it
1: oh my goodness
0: uh yeah oh hey this was music. A,
1: this this was a big project
0: yeah uh and we haven't even talked about the people yet which means we get to talk about the people yay yeah. sam worthington who we've seen in previous podcast as perseus in clash of the titans mm-hmm. where he got to unleash the kraken at people He's been in a few things, but more recently, in pop culture, he's been the protagonist of the Call of Duty Black Ops video games. Oh my goodness gracious. Uh, so people will know him from that. But oh, he's I got, won't. Well, you won't, but he's got kind of that, uh, it's time to be a soldier now, voice and face to him. So, you know. He was in Hacksaw Ridge at Everest. Huh. I don't remember him in Hacksaw Ridge, but it yeah. wouldn't surprise me. I uh, skipping, da- going down the list in the order it was on the Wikipedia page, sure. Stephen Lang. He's the, uh, serious, uh, the military guy. guy who is really cartoonishly military man. <laughs> yeah, I thought that
1: they played his character, they pushed it to such a ridiculous stereotype that I felt he wasn't believable. He seemed plastic to yeah.
2: me. Yeah,
0: I... Uh,
1: and I, I thought that that was a detractor from the. Comic. I
0: would not be surprised if he's a caricature of the plastic guy in Toy Soldiers, who's already a caricature. That. Well, that's already a caricature of yeah. military guys. So, yeah. and he plays a lot of you know military guys in his career. But he he's been around. This is obviously his largest role. Mm-hmm. Uh, next on my list, Sigourney Weaver. She's been in some stuff. I uh, how many things that she's been in can you name?
1: Oh, Alien?
0: And? Ghostbusters? And yeah. Following. Yep, yeah. she was in Alien and Aliens. And... Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Dave? Dave.
1: Oh, I forgot about Dave. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's
0: uh, good. That's a good role. For Galaxy me. Quest? <gasps> oh, oh, yeah, we mentioned Galaxy Quest. Holes? I haven't seen that. Ooh, okay. That, Wally? She's the voice of the computer. Not, the, not the voice of the steering wheel.
1: Right, but she's like the ship oh, computer yeah. the that ship says computer. it's a great day to go blue. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: uh, and one that I remember recently, The Cabin in the Woods, which is uh, Joss Whedon land- doing basically a satire of horror cliches. And she's the boss of the... Uh, I'm I, That would spoil the movie for me to say more. She's in it. it. You should watch it. Okay. Even if you, I don't like horror movies, and I liked that movie. Oh, okay. Huh. Okay. Uh in any case, uh next down, Michelle Rodriguez. This is the Wait a
1: second. What happened to the
0: female lead? Uh we, we Wikipedia lists humans first, then aliens. Oh. So we have to go through all the humans first. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> she oh, no, should well, be her billing was way. Oh up. don't worry, we're gonna yeah. get to her. <laughs> okay. Uh Michelle Rodriguez is the rogue helicopter pilot. I. Mm-hmm. Uh, she I... Uh, is in the
2: Fast and the Furious franchise. Very a lot. well known for the Fast and Furious. Oh, yes. Because she can drive films fast. or however many films yeah. they have now.
0: Uh, she was also in Smurfs The Lost Village. Haven't seen that one. And a movie from our previous podcast. She was in Widows. <laughs> which I don't necessarily remember too much, but I, yeah. I can't remember that film. It's all right. Uh, we're almost done with the humans because it's a guy that we've talked about before. It's Giovanni Ribisi he was in saving
2: private ryan. Yes, he was in fact. He was the guy who well, not to be a spoiler. Yeah. I <laughs> uh, so we won't necessarily talk about
0: him too much, but in this movie he was a cartoonish uh, businessman.
1: Oh, guy yeah. just out to get the get yeah. the product that I need and yeah. sell it to my
2: stockholders. Yep.
1: That was that was also over the top,
2: very cartoonish, yes. That
1: yeah. I th- I think that it to me it detracted from the story. To have those characters that were so over the top where the rest of the characters weren't. So because, that it made it not believable for yeah.
2: me. But well, they well, had to be expressed as bad guys.
1: You know what? It didn't have to go have, to that.
2: They could have been less um, bad guys. Once Glib we're, extreme. Once, once we're done with the
0: people, we can talk about how bad the plot is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Zoe Saldana. Okay. Who. Mm-hmm.
1: That's who I was waiting for. Yes, it is.
0: I. Mm-hmm. Uh, It's difficult to recognize her in this movie uh, Because because she's got makeup and
1: plasticized
0: She played Uhura in the Star Trek reboots
1: Oh, sure, sure Now that makes sense to me
0: And she's Gamora in Guardians of the Galaxy Oh, yes Which means that she is in three of the five highest grossing movies of all time Ooh. And therefore, basically because of that She's the second highest grossing film actress Wow. Because she's in Avengers Infinity War, Avengers Endgame, and Avatar.
1: I'm just gaping. My mouth yes. is just That's open. That's pretty amazing. Wow. That'd Her
0: first film amazing. was in 2000. Wow. She was then, of course, in Pirates of the Caribbean.
1: She's got a good agent. That's yeah. what mm-hmm. I have to say about that.
0: Uh, yeah, she. it was Pirates of the Caribbean. You know, mm-hmm. small parts, small parts, small parts, Star Trek, something, Avatar, something, something. You know. It was a little while for her to get Guardians of the Galaxy, but, you know, once you're in the Marvel movies, then you're in them for good. Oh, dear, she was in the My Little Pony movie.
1: (laughs) See, another reason to love her.
0: (laughs) All right, uh... But we're not done talking about the blue people yet. We gotta keep going. I'm sorry. i concerned. Yeah, I know. You check. You can check. I believe in you. Okay. Carol Christine Hilaria Pounder, whose Wikipedia page says her name is CCH Pounder. I. she started in ER
2: well that's a, so from a long time yeah. ago Yeah, she's a familiar
0: face and then she and was which, so which character was
2: she the mother she was the, she was the mom mm,
0: she yes. was uh, she played uh, Captain Wims in The Shield which I hear was a big deal yeah uh, she was in Warehouse 13 which I remember Sons of Anarchy she's in NCIS New Orleans oh she was in Pretty's Honor we watched that I don't remember I don't either yeah Uh, But The really interesting one is So This movie Seems to be a Poorly You know Poorly explained And not very well veiled Metaphor for uh, The Native American Population
1: Colonization in general Colonization in general Yes
0: Guess which movie The dad Was also in Lion King Dances with Wolves (laughs) <laughs> oh. Funny. It's Wes Studi again. Oh my goodness. He, it's... Of course, of course, of course he was in this movie. Yeah. I uh, And we've talked about him before, so we don't have to say too much. There's... Yeah. The other actor people, not much mm-hmm. more to say here. There's... Right. They've been in other They're
1: things. Good. They, I think the other actors did really good supporting roles. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I felt yeah. I felt that they were... The characters were believable. And that part of the, the script, uh, I would think, the, was well-written. Uh,
2: the guy who was... um uh, scientist the guy me. No, no 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 one of the uh, one of the na- native people um the guy who was guy gonna be married was, to her the, and yeah then he the guy it? who was the leader served. of the soldiers yes uh if i recall what correctly was, what was that actor
0: i'm gonna pull that up really quick because i believe that guy was also in fast and furious well go 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 well, uh, no, somebody... laz alonzo there's so many Fast and Furious movies. He was, in fact, in the fa- in the first Fast and Furious movie, mm. and then Jarhead, and more recently he plays a character in the Amazon Prime show, The Boys, which is not for okay. Mom, and I will not tell her to watch it. I'm not watching it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but in any case, uh, once we're done with the actors and we don't have to talk too much about the acting... We can talk about James Cameron hire a writer.
1: Well, we yeah. wished he had. We wish yeah. he had. This, is, you know, I think that his it was a good idea. It was interesting, mm-hmm. and and he really played to the strengths of the technology. But I think that he he could have made it over the top if he had hired a writer. Yeah. And let the writer do what writers do. Yeah. But that's my... It,
2: with,
0: with how much time and effort he spent good getting into this, mm-hmm. this was definitely... You know, it's a very expensive pet project, but this was his it's project. Totally yeah. and It is very difficult to convince a creative to hand over a pet project.
1: I understand that. Yes. Oh, yeah. person. Yeah. So,
0: mm-hmm. I don't necessarily blame him. I think that when you are the second highest grossing movie of all time after inflation... It's hard to go to him and say, "Well, it could have been better." Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Because demonstrably, not really.
1: Right, right. From a financial perspective, it was. It did. It was just fine financially. Yeah. So, yeah, I,
2: I found it talking about the quality of qualities of the film. I will give Bob the Moo some credit for a review because the, the title of his review is technically impressive and important, but beyond that, there's not a huge amount to talk about. Yeah, it was, This is a hmm. which I thought really sums up the qualities of the yeah. film, and I think this and that was from 2010. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this goes hand in hand with movies like original Star Wars or Jurassic Park, where the limitations that were surpassed in the creation of the film were landmark in assisting other filmmakers in making their films. But you generally don't put a lot of time and effort into making compelling tech demos. That's true. You show off the tech Mm -hmm. and if you have time in the day, you make it interesting.
1: Right. Well, and I guess for me, I would I would choose story. Yeah. You know, yes it's it can't be clunky. Yeah. But I choose good story. You're
0: never going to push the envelope of what is possible with a story. It's
1: true. Right.
0: Yeah. And that's something that Mm -hmm. if you are the story person you have to accept this that you're never going to do something like it can be a cool story but you're not going to while you're writing your story come up with a new way to use a camera you got to talk to a camera person for that that's very true
1: well because you you want all the creative disciplines to work together to make a an astounding film
0: yeah uh so
1: but our category that we're talking about today cinematography
0: huh so which is
1: interesting because it was real time and Computer generated. It was,
0: but it is interesting to note that this movie was filmed in 3D at the time. Like, it was planned to be filmed in 3D. Okay. So they were using 3D cameras to film. Now, how does a 3D camera work, you say? Well, if you look at a person, you will see they have two eyes. And a 3D image is two images superimposed upon each other, split apart at eye approximately eye width, and then you send one image to your left eye and one to your right eye, and it creates the illusion of binocular vision. Huh. So, how you do it when you're filming is you put two cameras eye width apart. Now, That's crazy. I will. Now, you may be thinking, excuse me, cameras are large. How are you going to put them eye width apart? The lenses. It's not. It's kind of the lenses. You put one pointed straight, and you put one pointed up. And then you put a mirror. Well, that's weird. <laughs> so you so the camera pointing up has a mirror, so now it looks forward. Oh my gosh, it's periscope. However, they got to cheat a lot in this movie because of all of the CG stuff. Sure, sure. So you know how you do uh, 3D when you're doing CG? Yeah. Well, you have the one point where you say, this is where I'm filming from. Then you make the second one next to it.
1: <laughs> and then you tell the computer. Then <laughs> you tell the
0: computer to record two things.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: But from a cinematography perspective... I mean, It part, was a
1: groundbreaking.
0: Yeah, there were a lot of very interesting things. And the guy who I uh, I pulled him up here, his name is Maro Fiori. He's from Italy. Uh, he attended Palatine High School in Palatine, Illinois. Okay. He had worked on not only this movie, Training Day, Smoke and Aces, The Kingdom, and most recently... Director of Photography for Spider-Man No Way Home. No Way. Which Hmm. is not the movie that I saw recently here. It's the new one that ain't out yet. Oh. Or maybe will be out soon. Nope. It's not out yet. It comes out uh, next week.
2: week. (laughs) But
0: this guy, it's very difficult to analyze the cinematography of a film that has so much that wasn't real.
1: Because it's because it's made up.
0: Yeah, but it also you have to have someone actually controlling how you record what isn't real.
1: Mm-hmm. So and meld it with what is real.
0: Yeah, and I think this film winning for that also opened up the door to other people doing similar things mm-hmm. being right. recognized for their work, right. which is and, important.
1: And and having it be uh, not traditional.
0: Yeah, so very good here. I. Uh, how do you feel about the costumes?
1: I mean, they weren't wearing very much.
0: Yeah, they weren't. Well, and, and th- they also weren't wearing them at all because it was a CG model.
1: Well, and I think that the costumes on the military people—I uh, mean, mm. nothing distracting, nothing yeah. to get excited about. Yeah, I know that at the time in twenty ten, um, young people emulated the um, the jewelry mm-hmm. from this film, so it was it had an effect on pop culture.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, I did, they did not win for costume design, unsurprisingly, Mm -hmm. but I did pull up the people who worked on it. Deborah Scott won the Academy Award for Best Costume Design for Titanic.
1: Oh, so he, he has this go-to people.
0: But she also worked on E.T., Back to the Future, Mm -hmm. Wild Wild West, The Patriot, Transformers. Okay. And the other... So she has
1: street cred. Yep.
0: And the other costume designer that worked on this, because it was a twofer, uh, also worked was named Maze Rubeo and she worked on Thor Ragnarok and Jojo Rabbit
2: hmm.
0: and got nominated for Jojo Rabbit. So we like her. Yeah. Uh, other than that, that's so what was our other category? Our next bonus category? Best picture. Which, which I I believe it was nominated for because mm-hmm. of course it was.
1: But it didn't win for Best it Picture. It did not.
0: Locker did. And mm-hmm. I think that's fair.
2: Yeah. Herd Locker got a lot of awards. Herd
0: Locker did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and this movie was definitely not one where every part of the filmmaking process was up to standard. Because the acting was fine, the writing was, I
2: mean,
0: it
1: was it was
0: it was very shall we say plain. Yeah. They they needed best picture needs a movie where everything's at like a seven or an eight. Yeah. And in this movie, the visuals were at a fifteen, and the writing was at a five. Right. So. I think that's. I think nominated is fine because it's being you know landmark and wildly successful, and people would have rioted it in the streets if it wasn't nominated. But I don't think it had a chance. And best song. Yeah, it had it a song was, at the um, end, which, which wasn't.
2: It was. Yeah, well, they they were trying to uh, pick up on some other kinds of songs, like you know songs you might hear at the ends of. A Disney film or a I mean, of, at the end of Titanic or something well like that. you I mean, see, they were trying to pick up well on you this see it, of was sa- it was the same it was the same
0: uh composer that did yeah. Titanic yeah it so was the same kind of feel we don't have to talk about Mr. James Horner too much yeah. because
2: mm-hmm.
0: we've already heard about him but yeah it did it did kind of feel like it was doing the th- same thing that we had with the Titanic now who did win best song where is it nope oh, that supporting actress that screenplay. That's animated. That's documentary. That's short film. There it is. The Weary Kind from Crazy Heart. Now, I definitely don't know that. Uh, Two songs from The Princess and the Frog, because Randy Newman. Randy Newman. A song from Paris 36, which I don't know and I believe is a French film. It is a French film. And Take It All from Nine, which is... I don't remember that song. Mm -hmm. No, it's... Oh, no. oh well, Daniel Day Lewis is in it, and yeah. it's a musical. But this is this was a weird year because Up didn't have music. It
2: not it, really
0: it wasn't like a Disney music song. Mm-hmm. But Princess and the Frog did. Yes, that one. Was, that's true. Princess and the Frog is also worth noting because I, if I'm remembering correctly, that one was hand drawn,
1: which is which the big is deal. Up. At this, when you mm-hmm. come against something like Avatar that is yeah. using the computer stuff. To such a high degree. Yeah,
0: yeah. and also, I uh, first traditionally animated film since two thousand and four.
1: Well, yeah.
0: All right. Well, Avatar is going to keep happening to us because the is. next one comes out in about a year. There it's going to come out this
2: year, but a thing happened. There, a the pandemic. Avatar yeah. two, three, four, and five are either in post production or filming. Yep. And and this is this is a bit of trivia because I went back to Sigourney Weaver. She's in all of them. Yeah
0: spoiler well, Jeez, at, comes as, back to as life. it stands there I uh, James Cameron has been quoted that if two and three don't do well we obviously won't finish four and five mm-hmm. but on at this point I don't know where you take the movie
1: well yeah I'm,
0: because they've already they, just
1: riding the money wave I <laughs> I said that
0: I mean I'm covering my mind one you're not wrong two thirteen <laughs> years later mm-hmm Oh well,
1: well, unless he's come up with some new technology that's going to blast us out of our seats again. Yeah,
0: which I mean, it would have to. It it might have to. I don't know where they got rid of their big bad guy.
1: Yeah.
0: What are they going to do now? the The stakes can't go up. I don't know how the stakes can go up from here. Is my problem.
1: Yeah. Oh well.
0: (laughs) I I wish him luck. I don't want to see people fail because he's not the only person that whose paycheck would be riding on
2: this. Right. But
1: well, we like to see we like to see innovation in film. Yeah. So Patrick, did you come up with another a little trivia thing?
2: No, I mean mm-hmm. that was that was. I mean, that looking was... back at at uh, Sigourney Weaver, I mean she's she has six films that are in some form of post production or filming. Yeah. Right now, so it just made me think. Wow, she's really active, right? And right. she's been around for a long time. Her That's first. Right. Her first acting on this record was 1970. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she's right. been around for a while. Oh, man. Her uncle <laughs> is Doodles Weaver.
1: <laughs> Who's
2: Doodles Weaver? He's a character actor
0: from... She
1: comes from a, a an entertainment family. Yeah. All right. Anyway, we want to thank the Academy for doing its job and thereby pointing us in the direction of quality filmmaking. Hi. Bye. Bye. Bye.